As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. If I do it once, I do it again. Oh, speak of the devil. Keep him on mute. Keep him on mute. Yeah. Now, did somebody raise their hand? I saw somebody. Am I the devil? Uh, no, no. It's another another person that just got on. <laughs> <laughs> speak of the devil, and there he is. So, what the topic is today? Why are mascots angry? I'm angry because Scott Hessington's in the business. That's it. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, Robert, I, I got a great video of you the other night, by the way, so uh, it made me laugh. No, well, um, that's what I'm here to do on this planet, make you laugh. Uh, you've, done, you've done well. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Sorry to interrupt. So can somebody reach out on their own here, because I can't, for some reason, connect with John Absey. So if you guys can add him. That would be great. Uh, is, is he in Clubhouse or not? He is. Clubhouse? He is. And he was on last time, but. Let me text him because I was just talking to him already. Because I, I want to get him in here. All right. So, yes, today's topic, why are mascots angry? And is it, you know, I think that's the, that's the general perception from, from management but I don't want to talk about management today, really. What I want to talk about is, is you know, it's, it's a passion for us. You know, we, we, we get angry because we're pushing what we've got here. We've, we're pushing what we, what we believe in. We're pushing ourselves out there. We're putting ourselves out there. And it's a, it's a real, um, you know, it's a real situation where we're, we're, we're passionate all the time. Every, anytime we step on the court, anytime we're in costume and uh or on the field or whatever and there's passion behind it and a lot of times management is like what are you so worked up about or ushers what are you all mad about <laughs> oh well that guy right over there just punched me in the crotch so you know i want to talk about like top things that 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 you know, we have to deal with, first of all, in costume and like, you know, hey, I hate it when somebody pulls my tail. I hate it. And people are like, how did you feel that? How can you? Because uh, it's attached to me. And well, well, why are you so bugged about that? Well, I can tell you right now because it makes me feel like I can't see everything. And I got somebody behind me pulling on me or ta touching me or tagging. I don't know half the time if somebody's doing something inappropriate with my tail. I can't see. So this is a family show, and that has happened more than once where I, there's somebody behind me doing something really wrong with my tail. <laughs> you need to get better fans, bro. Seriously. Uh, John Adams there he wants is. To talk. Got him. Am I on? Yeah, man. You're here. You are. What are you guys doing? 
I missed you guys. How you doing? <laughs> doing good, my we man. We are amazed. Baldwin, who I won sexy technology. MF guy. I'm looking at you on that picture, and you got a suit on and glasses. You look pretty damn. You look pretty damn. Uh, pretty professional right there. The fact that Bodwin and Abzi figured out how to get on this is really going <laughs> I've, I've always had pretty good grasp on technology. Don't throw me in with him. Hey, hey, Bodwin, that video I saw the other night was literally you trying to figure out how to Blackberry was videotaping you. <laughs> well, that was Snapchat. I don't understand that. It Only was Marco Polo. And you understand that. <laughs> So what are you guys talking about? Okay, so we're talking about what what pisses us off and everything. Why are we angry and why are we so passionate? And I should I should precede this with passion. You know, it's it's a passion. We we talk about this all the time. What why are we so passionate about everything that we're doing? And you know, have we like What's the worst place? What's the here's one? What's the worst place you've ever dressed? I want to pose some questions here. In Bodwin's mom's house. <laughs> well played, sir. I couldn't have done that better myself. <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly, the one one thing that I remember that was horrible for a place to dress was All Star Game. I think it was in Vegas. Bodwin, you remember this? And they had all you guys shoved in a little room, and um, uh, Kobe Bryant's wife, I think, came in to use the bathroom, and she they kicked all of you guys out into the hallway. <laughs> yeah, we were dismissed so that a uh, uh, star player's wife could use the restroom from her own dressing room. That happened in the Miami Heat at a birthday party where we had a beautiful locker room all set up for it. And then <laughs> Dwayne Wade's kid uh, decided he wanted to have his friends uh, in the locker room. Literally kicked us out so his friends could play Xbox in the, in our locker room. And we went to a curtain rod of nowhere instead of the beautiful locker room that was set up for us. Crazy. Hey, hey, John, can I get you to yeah. mute? When I can I get you to mute when you're not talking? There, you got. I am so sorry, of... Shauna. Shauna's uh, taking me on a date. Really? Yeah. Can you believe that? She told me to be home at eleven, and <laughs> and I, I I was a little late, but she's uh, she's taking me on a secret little date. So there you go. What kind Good of thing. dates happen in the middle of the day? I'm hoping I'm hoping that it turns into uh, something that Drake. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> so, by the way, we are recording this for my podcast. So just so you know. Um, hey, so, you know, we've got, we've got Matt on here and Scott has brought or invited Matt to, uh, to jump in on this, you know, because Scott and I were talking the other day about how passionate and how, uh, you know, in the beginning he was too much of a fireball. And so he, he was, he was, uh, yeah, Matt so was I, having to deal with a bunch. Matt, Matt you want to talk? Was, Matt was uh, so Matt was my direct report uh, with the Orlando Magic um, for many years, and we had a we had a great relationship, a great creative uh, thing going on. Um, and but he he dealt with me in my early years, uh, so he's uh, 
hopefully seen me mature also throughout the process, but, but he can definitely speak towards a lot of my passion. And, and, and I, I honestly, I invited him because I, I kind of want and need to hear it. And, uh, I mean, he and I have talked a lot over the years and, uh, but I, I definitely some, some of his perspective and his stories that he might add to the group. Absolutely. Hey, so Matt, if you want to just raise your hand, we'll get a notification. We can... him in, uh, give it to him. Oh, there he is. I'm on, there right? You so the most surprising part of that whole thing that Scott said is that he's matured. So that's very, <laughs> that's, uh, that's <laughs> great to hear. Maybe, maybe there was a little influence, you know, no, with, with, when we worked together way back when, um, Fireball was a really good adjective for him. You know, he was tremendous in the costume. He was extremely creative, always pushing the boundaries and the limits. And, you know, my my role in that a lot of time was was to be his guardrails out in front and then deal with his wake from behind. Um, and well, so, you know, and then give him the space in between to do what he do, does best, right, which was being creative and entertaining and you know, he made me laugh all game long. And so, uh, so, so there was trust there, but uh, you know, there, there were definitely times where we would have to have some discussions because ultimately, you know, he was doing it for the moment. He was doing it for the entertainment. He was doing it for the crowd, which I appreciated, but, but sometimes you did, wasn't aware of some of the bigger picture or some of the other issues that then I had to deal with behind um, with some of those issues. But uh, we had a great relationship and we always worked through all those things. Yeah, and I'll say Matt was Matt was he's the it was the calming force behind my my flair because you know like 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 he said I came in wanting to change the world right and I and I you know it wasn't so much that I was worried about being shot down but it was more about he was there to temper my expectations for the brand for the sponsors for the executives and uh, but and and oftentimes when you know, as we all do it, when things don't go as planned, you know, especially in the moment, um, you know, like, or, or things get canceled even like, you know, that, that, that was a big thing back then is just my thing that I've been working on for X amount of time has been canceled suddenly because they want to put in a, a t-shirt toss because it's a sponsored event that, that never sat well at the, at the time. Right. So um, he was always there like, we also have to make money and the sponsors paying and da, 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 da. And, you know, I will say he was, he was, he's, he's extremely mellow. Uh, and so he was easy, good at, uh, uh, kind of fading my fire at times, uh, because, you know, we didn't, it wasn't ever something that we, we tried not to immediately discuss things because, you know, whatever's going on, you know, emotions are flying or whatever, but, you know, it's usually the next day where we like, what happened? Or he would be like, what happened? And, uh, and we developed a rapport where we were able to nicely have conversations about things. Honestly, um, I, you know, I, I think it was great in my early years to have someone like him to do that for me. Because otherwise, I'd, I'd still be that way. Probably. Hey, Scotty. So do you guys, because when I, when I look at all of you guys and, and what, you know, how you guys... Uh, handled your character and stuff. Um, I think that, like you said, Scotty, is is we kind of wrap that character around us, and we put so much time and effort into this character 
we kind of feel like it it's kind of who we are so when when a manager or the team or whatever shuts something down and you guys correct me if i'm wrong i always felt like i took it personally because and and i knew we shouldn't because we were just doing our job just like anybody else if you were in pr or you were in social media and you said oh no don't do that post you know they'd be like okay and they'd delete it and it didn't affect them but when they said nope delete your skit all of a sudden we're like but we put this much time into it. I had to go get props and I had to do this and now you're just canceling it. And then, and I really feel that all of us always took something that wasn't meant as a negative, but we took it personally and, and, and we shouldn't have. Does that make sense? For sure. I think, I think we're all, most of us that are, that have had in the success industry are super emotional and creative people. And, you know, we, we kind of, I'm going to use the term live or die, but we don't live or die, but we live or die by the cheers and the boos. And we're out there, you know, we're getting cheered or we're getting booed or we're getting silence and silence, as we know, is the worst thing that's possible. Um, but um, we're out there getting immediate feedback and it, and it, and it affects you. Right. So, um, and the other thing is people don't know the work that goes into what we do. Right. I mean, even today, here we are 20 years later, and people don't know that this is a career, that this is, you know, and, and some of us are kind of early, early figures in making this a career. And, and so we had a lot of maybe, you know, expectations on our shoulders put on our, by ourselves and uh, that we're trying to represent something that is new, that we're trying to prove. Maybe we're, you know, we're against dad's wishes of being a lawyer or a business person and now we're doing this weird thing that nobody understands except us and we're trying to prove ourselves and i think that's where a lot of that chip on our shoulders comes um not to mention we're just extremely creative and and that's that's how we that's how we get kind of feed our feed our families you know i think yeah i think that's performers right performers across any uh whether it's a a, a singer an actor i mean i think you know, there is that personal commitment and putting yourself out there where you're very raw uh, and exposed into the feedback. You know, John, you, you mentioned, you know, lots of people get their feelings hurt when your ideas aren't used and when, you know, you have this great marketing plan and then all of a sudden someone shuts it down. I mean, that happens to everybody, but there is a different vulnerability, I think, for performers that are out there. And I think, you know, on the quote unquote management side, I mean, there's different levels, right? I mean, I was pretty pretty close to the process and i told scott i always was one that made his skits funny um and, <laughs> and uh you know and so i think there's a different appreciation and understanding of 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 that emotion that emotional connection that they have to these ideas you know what what i tried to work really hard on with scott I, I don't remember a whole lot of things getting canceled he probably remembers two of them and thinks it's a hundred of them right <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it because because they do hurt in the moment i get it but what we what we really try to do or what i really try to do is understand ahead of time what we were going to do so scott don't drive around an hour before the game trying to find that last prop that we may or may not have right let's plan ahead let's think through it what are the pitfalls what are things that get and this is you know my filter you what are things that could get us in real trouble right are we going to delay the game because we just put you know baking oil out on the floor you know, like what are those things that could that could really turn sour for for what what we're doing and try to head that off in the front again that that's my point about guardrails like really 
thinking through. And again, so many times, you know, Scott would, you know, Scott came up with the skits and then I was, and I would always like, well, what if we did this? Or what, what if we didn't do that? You know, you know, you know, and just trying to, again, kind of protect you from yourselves a little bit, um, you know, because you're so committed to the moment and stuff. But again, you know, I think it was a pretty wide space. People love our mascot and, and it's the same across all these teams. Right. And, and they want them to, to be professional and do their things. Um, and so again, we just tried to, I tried to just think through it, plan it out. So when we get there and we execute it and yeah, thing, things go wrong. Right. I mean, <laughs> things, I mean, I was after my time with Scott, I was with the New Orleans Hornets and uh, Hugo's famous dunk through the, the fire, hoop of fire that we put out with the wrong type of fire extinguisher and delayed a playoff game against the San Antonio Spurs for 45 minutes as they cleaned up all the particles off the floor, right? Wait, that okay. was I, I was I am still upset about that skit with Justin because yeah. I remember it, it, he's it, the it, reason we couldn't do the fire hoop anymore. Yeah, it wasn't Justin's fault. It, it, it was uh, – we went fault. through rehearsals with – we went through rehearsals <laughs> with – one type of fire extinguisher and then because they were afraid that the co2 was all used up they gave a uh, the building gave a different fire extinguisher which was a particle fire extinguisher not a uh, not a co2 one so uh, yeah so that was that was really it, it just really had nothing to do with that I, I will defend him this time nope i'm still <laughs> blaming him i'm gonna blame him and it's sticking with it he made the he made the dunk it was great we were all over sports center right <laughs> but talking about you know the 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 wake behind right i was the one that my president grabbed and said we got to go talk to the president of the spurs and explain what happened and why this game is now delayed now the only benefit of the whole thing is we were losing the game at that time and we went on to win that game so all's well that ends well as long as you win right so So the coach is patting you on the back way to fill their uh, groove out yeah, let, instead of it, being you know, you know what's interesting though is when you when you listen to what Matt was just saying, and you look at you look back at when all of us started, um, it's interesting to see or to to think back how outside the box we could be back then, and how boxed in mascots are now in today's world. You know, well, I you know. Yes, and it's and a lot of it it's just due to society and not not our 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 companies or our management. It's just society. Like like uh just you can't <laughs> I I do a deal where uh, you know, I'll walk behind, you know, what you you just mimic people, right? And you you bring out the the uh what you emphasize. Okay? A lot of times I'll just walk behind people. It's just a simple stuff like you know, walking behind a black guy and, you know, and he's doing the strut and he's, you know, he's doing it and you're just emphasizing it. Okay. Well, or, you know, bowing to Asian people, man, uh, you can't do that anymore. Well, I, okay. So this is part of their culture. And so wait, what? I mean, it's just so everything is so skewed right now. And, uh, you know, where back then it was, you know, ha ha. You know, it's a mascot. Uh-huh. You, you you're know, going whatever. into another, another, another uh, podcast at this point. Yes, yes. So let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get it. Let's true. Let's get back to. Let's get back to uh, what we're talking about. Hey, by the way, you guys, take a chance if you if you uh, can, just you know, follow 
the people in the room here if uh, if you can and also hit uh, you know remember to follow I'm doing my little plug here follow between the fur on Facebook and YouTube and and all that and uh, follow it here as well so um you know has anybody wanna, had to deal with parents well real quick I want to go back to one thing yeah. Matt, like Matt's point one thing because Matt Matt was Matt was a great boss in the, in the aspect that we we learned from each other and we grew together in you know he was already in the industry I was growing with him but um, I, I learned you know I learned later what to fight for you know what's worth arguing and what's not and maybe he's right on this and but he also you know, there were times I would say, hey, Matt, just give me enough rope to hang myself, right? And and there were times he would do that. Like, he might not see the the point in my skip, might not see the punchline. And I was like, man, I just really believe in this one. I like, and he goes, you're, you're going to, you're going to live and live and die by this. And, and many times he would, he would give in and just say, hey, this one's on you. And, and it would be, you know, and, uh, and that, that was something that was big on his part, which I didn't always have later in my career, even, um, that, uh, to commend saying someone who understands and gets it and uh you know was was willing to do that was a big um big step on his part and it really helped me learn also that was one of the learning techniques that he gave me that uh that i'm that i'll always be thankful for. if That's i just could, a good manager if i could chime in there uh kenny um a lot of the things that i'm hearing uh come back to understanding and I think this this issue exists at two levels. You know, one, the 30,000 foot level where we can all find some in common things. But when you get right down to it, it's about relationships and your own market and team and specifically uh, your boss and the nitty gritty of it. You know, so I think some of the commonalities are, you know, what creates anger and and fear. And it's usually lack of understanding. Uh, and it sounds like Matt was obviously very close to the process and understood it a lot more, whereas a lot of managers aren't. And let's just say you piss a fan off or, you know, you get a fan mad. You know, a lot of teams, managers or uh, even CEOs look at that and say, you meant to do that. And honestly, I don't think any of us ever mean to piss off a fan. The, the goal is to entertain occasionally we get undesired uh, results. And with those that don't understand where we're coming from and are, are the genesis of our, you know, purpose, I think they can easily say, you know, you're a loose cannon, you're out of control, you're doing things that are inappropriate. You know, the craft in my mind has always been to work the crowd and size people up. Is this somebody that wants to be messed with and to what degree or not, and knowing when to pull out of it, like a skilled stand-up comedian. Uh, but when managers, you know, aren't close to the process, and especially upper management, I think, you know, you can run into problems there. I think the other commonality is when we're talking about in costume, you cannot, uh, you know, miss the fact that we have limited vision, we have limited range of motion, we're hot, and most importantly we're air deprived because the the exchange of oxygen and co2 so if you said that to any scientist i'm pretty sure that they would tell you that person's going to have a shorter fuse and shorter temper um and then you put on top of that as most mascots i think to liken it to acting are method actors once you're in character you're in character 
and, and, and that's how you react. Uh, one of the things Matt and Scott said, I thought was great to wait a day to talk about things uh, and to do it privately. Uh, I can speak from experience that at times at the Rockets in the, the time that the 21 years I was there, that was not the case. There was a post-game meeting after every game, and it was usually very unproductive. Tempers were high if something didn't go right. People were vying for the same, you know, inventory, meaning timeouts. Uh, and on the other hand, there was an era where we did a post-game wrap-up meeting the next day and had like 15 people in the meeting. And God, you want to talk about how humiliating it was to have your skit skewered in front of 15 other people when, you know, maybe it wasn't a 10, it was a seven, but they were talking about it like it was a two. Um, so a lot of different things going on there. Um, you know, as far as getting bumped, you guys were talking about getting timeouts bumped. Um, I rarely got one bumped out of a game completely. Frequently, we got them bumped to different spots, especially in the first 15 years, because inventory was looser and we had more spots that you could uh, shift to and play Scott's company's name to use a, a jigsaw puzzle and fit it in later. The only time that I really would get ticked because I felt embarrassed and humiliated is if it involved participants from the audience and you had fans down there, whether it was the musical chairs skit or the three little bears following you and you had three excited parents and three excited kids and we're going to go on. And if, if that got bumped more than a timeout, because again, a lot of us want to get bumped, right? The last thing you want to do is when you're on a run and it's a hot timeout and the crowd's going wild is pony some comedy skit out there. And it's like a buzzkill. So a lot of times we want to get bumped. Just it depends on the situation. But once or twice, you know, we, we got bumped out of the game and I have to turn around to these kids that are all dressed up and we've rehearsed for, you know, a half hour at this point behind the scenes and their parents are excited. You know, they didn't walk away Rockets fans that night and I felt horrible. Uh, so the, the last thing I'll say is getting hit in costume. A lot of people subconsciously view us as these stuffed animals. And that, that's part of the smiles presentation you guys have heard me give over the years, that we're real-life stuffed animals. And they treat us as such. So they think <laughs> that punching us or throwing us or pulling us is like a toy. And they forget, no, there's a human in here. And I've been punched in the face several times by people not realizing my face is sitting right behind that screen and you've bloodied my nose and you don't realize it. Uh, so, you know, in reacting or, you know, you get the drunks when you're doing the tightrope routine along the hockey boards that think they're funny and trying to impress their friends and knock you down. Um, and it's like, if I fall off of this, I'm landing on people and hurting them. And at times like that, I will break the silence and sound very angry and lean down and say, don't do that again. You could hurt someone. Um, so I think those are some of the things swirling around in my mind. I yield the floor. It, it doesn't help being a chubby neon pink and neon green, tiny little dragon with tiny hands and tiny feet. And they think you're just literally a stuffed animal. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I want I want to back up just a little bit on on one situation where my assistant and talking about talking about things the next day or whatever. Okay, I want to back up just a little bit. So talking about things the next day, you know, I get heated during a game, and I've got <laughs> I've got a skit that just went south, and it wasn't my fault. It was somebody that called something at the last minute or uh, whatever, but. So a little bit out of my control, but my assistant one time, Drake, who is on here, <laughs> he, he had, uh, by the way, Drake's my son. And uh, so he, he and I have a relationship with that is when it, when we're in business, we're business, you know, it's no, no more father, son. So with that being said, uh, gosh, one time I <laughs> came back in the back after something went south, I was fuming, fuming and, uh, yeah, Drake there, he, I, I'm like, I, I'm going to go talk to him right now. I'm going to go talk to that guy right now. And it was like uh, assistant game director, some, you know, somebody that had, that, that really messed up my skit right then. And uh, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> come back here, come back here. And uh, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm heading down the hallway. And finally it was like, you know, as I'm firing down the hallway, like I'm going to go punch this guy. Drake, all of a sudden I hear, I, I hear behind me, Dad! I'm like, oh, okay. All right, that got my attention. <laughs> so thank goodness for that. Well, but I think one, my of the butt things that there, one of the things there, Ken, is that like we don't need to necessarily hear uh, straight away how bad we suck. We, we feel it, right? When something goes oh, yeah. Wrong, it, it's not. it's probably not the time as if like someone – got caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live. They probably don't really need to hear it from the world because everybody knows and, and you feel it more than anybody. Um, and that was one of the things that with one of my later bosses, it was, I would get a text right after a skit and uh, like, like, like what happened there? Now is not the time to talk about it, right? <laughs> you're going to ruin the rest of my game and I'm going to be very ill productive. And if I even go back out and, and uh, so we, we resolve that. Like, let's kind of like what Matt and I would do is like, let's talk about it later. You know, like now's the worst time. And, and the other thing about your assistant, yours being Drake, but I had a great assistant who he knew his job was to be intercept the way a message came to me and vice versa from, from the game director or whoever, that if they're calling on the radio, which I didn't necessarily hear, they're saying, get the F out on the court. He would say, Hey, they kindly request your presence on the court at this time. And, <laughs> or vice versa. I tell him, shut up, tell him to sh whatever. And he would be like, Hey, um, he'll be right there. Just give him a couple minutes. Right. And that's part of your assistant's job is to help, uh, relay that message in the appropriate way. And exactly. Or you will not last very long in what you're doing. That is so true. And I've had that conversation with my guys so many times. There was one time when, I had a, uh, a friend of mine who was my assistant for a, a season, and she had no filter. And this is when I ended up with Sean Martinez face-to-face -face in a shoving match, and it was all over <laughs> her not filtering. So anyways, but you know what? Is, is, so back to what Robert was saying, getting punched. I don't have, like one time, here I am getting uh, I'm getting passed above people. I'm getting passed up in the crowd. And, you know, you're going to get grabbed. You're going to get, you know, 
shoved around a little bit. You're going to, you know, be touched places that you shouldn't be touched or whatever. But You're one welcome. time, what's that? You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> so I'm getting past and then all of a sudden somebody just full on punches me in the stomach. And I'm trying to find out who that was. I'm trying to look back. I mean, I'm, I'm gasping for air because it caught me off guard. But um, I, I, thought, I, I, I thought I knew who it was. And I get up to the top after uh, being passed. I jump over to my, uh, to my assistant. I'm like, hey, did you see who that was? And uh, I'm full on like in pissed off mood. I've totally lost character and everything. <laughs> and that's part of the challenge is, is handling these situations staying in character and and yet getting that guy thrown out and there was a big debacle and, and all that stuff but i've had i mean we've all had drunks we've all had uh drunk ladies be inappropriate and all that Matt, did we ever have any any fans out of control i can't remember yeah um i do <laughs> um and, and i don't <laughs> You might remember the timeline better. I don't know who instigated it, but Taser? What, I re- what I remember is um, opposing fan, heckling a lot, you having fun with them, you getting a little mad and over silly stringing the guy to the point of, of as Robert said, knowing the line when to go ahead and back out and, and, and move on. That it's not, it's not funny anymore. The next thing I know, your feet are off the ground and stuff is in a headlock uh, as you ran by. So um, it, it, it happens. Uh, like I said, we're, we're not sure. Uh, I don't remember. I don't recall what led up to, but I think it was seriously. I think it was having, having fun with a visiting fan that, that got to a point of uh, embarrassment for the fan and, and got angry and, and decided to take it out physically on you, which was not the right thing to do. Um, well, and, well you're, you're actually combining two stories, just to be honest with you. Uh, uh, that it's, could be true, too. That was a long time ago. It was. Um, yeah. But, yes, I that that was uh, the, the one you're talking about was I was actually uh, there was no silly string involved. He was um, it was on a run with the fat guy around the arena when he grabbed me. But I had been interacting with him but not in a bad way he was just super intoxicated and and uh it became uh, a belligerent thing and it was on the run with the fat guy when we we're running around the arena it was carmelo anthony's first game in our arena and trace mcgrady just kicked the ball into the stands twice i don't know if you remember that i remember that we had to go and get the ball so it was an yeah it was an intense because it, it was like his ten thousandth point he scored with that exactly ball. He, he got mad and punted it into the upper bowl yeah and then someone threw it back and he kicked it again it was so it was in a super intense game, but that I, I, I can tell you honestly, I never instigated that guy. The other guy, the, inst, the one you're combining it with, the silly string guy, had some instigation, but this guy actually didn't. But <laughs> it ended up being quite a, quite a night, yeah. You know, one thing that I, I could add there is you know, we've all made mistakes in the heat of the moment. I can remember one specific mistake that I made and regret uh, when we were working Bango's birthday party up in Milwaukee. And um, it was, you know, you go working a birthday party is great because, you know, they're different fans and they're, you know, to a degree, your own fans get immune to your style of comedy. 
you know, it's that healthy balance between tradition and new. And, you know, working a, a new audience, you know, they haven't seen their mascot do quite that antic in quite that way. Just like the uh, movie, The Aristocrats, you know, the same joke told 120 different ways. Um, and, you know, obviously it was in the era of the cell phone and people want pictures. And there was this little four-year-old girl that, you know, uh, mom put her on the edge seat and the mom's flagging me down. Like, will you come give her a hug and a picture? And I come up and I bend over to give her the hug and sitting directly behind her is one of these. And we all know them, these overzealous, you know, ultra fan whack job, you know, people that are sports purists that hate mascots, hate dance team, hate music, hate everything. They're just all about the game. And if you block their view, even for two seconds, that's unacceptable. And here I am hugging this four-year-old girl. And this guy says, get the fuck out of the way. I can't see the game. And man, I felt so angry in the moment. I felt embarrassed for the mother. I felt sorry for the child and I just turned through the costume and I said if it's that big of a deal you should have stayed home and watched the game on TV and I said it in that exact tone yes. and volume yes and you know I yeah it's what we all want to do I did it I shouldn't have because in retrospect I made an already bad situation that was nobody's fault except that guy's and then it exacerbated it. And so then he stormed up to, uh, you know, guest services, complained. And the next thing you know, we got the president of the team in the room blaming Eric McMahon for it because they were told it was a bear. <laughs> and he was the grizzly bear. And I raised my hand and I said, no, that was actually me. And did you tell a fan not to buy one of our tickets? And I said, not exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, there's all sorts of situations like that. Uh, the tolerance of those super fans that are the, you know, the altruists, or not, not the altruists, the, the, you know, the, the all they're about is the game. That can be challenging at times. And when they make a huge stink uh, about, you know, 99% of the other people want that quick interaction and then move on. And it's, you know, not a distraction. It's, you know, they want it. Um, but they, in the you're, moment, you're right. I lost my cool. You're so right. They A lot of times they want the attention. They want you to react. And one fatal, not fatal, one mistake that I had to uh, learn, I had to learn from so many times early in my career was uh, that, that mistake of staying too long when somebody's heckling and staying – in that moment with them and giving them more energy. Uh, I had, I finally, when I finally realized that I could just walk away and everything, and, and it would diffuse and everything would be okay. And, and everything, Oh gosh, that was a, that was a tough moment, but man, it worked. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. That's much better. I wanted so much just to stay there and be like, no, you, I, I'm funny and I'm going to make you laugh. And I'm, I'm, you know, stop being such a jerk, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it that way. No, you can't force anything like that. So the question remains: Why are we so angry? <laughs> why are we angry? I think it's it's a layered 
question with so many different uh, situations. One of the other things that pops into my head is respect. I think in general, uh, the profession doesn't get the respect that we feel it deserves. You know, in, in our mind, or at least in my mind, I'll speak for myself, I always felt it was kind of like playing on Saturday Night Live, only you're the role of Lauren Michaels, uh, Tina Fey, the writers, and the actors. You know, you're writing, producing, directing, and then starring in your own little two-minute skit. And, you know, most people don't think that. So whether it's somebody thinking that, like, what's your real job and that you work at Walmart during the day as a greeter (laughs) or something – or that you pull in, you know, for a seven o'clock tip off at six fifty, and put the costume on and clown around, or that you make, you know, ten bucks an hour. Uh, there's a lot of, I think, respect issues. Um, I remember falling on the sword over one that I regret uh, because it made a huge stink with our our CFO, and he pretty much hated me the rest of the the eighteen years of twenty one that I were there. Uh, And it was about, uh, you know, when we uh, traveled on the road to one of the mascot conferences, Dominic and I, uh, you know, we booked separate rooms like we always did. Uh, And he said, no, you have to double up. And none of the executives doubled up when traveling for business to the conferences in New York. And that felt like kind of a slap in the face, like you're treating me like a a college kid or, or a, a high schooler on a school trip. Uh, and it just, that level of respect that you were, you know, uh, in retrospect, and I kind of fell on the sword and it became a, a big issue. Uh, and ultimately, you know, every time you guys came in to do mascot birthday parties, you had to double up in Houston. So he doubled down and, you know, uh, but it wasn't that way for other uh, you know, levels of the, the company, which felt like you don't really respect this role as an adult, uh, as a grown up with a family uh, and whatnot. Today, I don't know. I could give a shit. I do business trips all the time. And if I double up, it's so what? We're saving money. Um, but combined with all those other things, it felt like a respect issue. Anybody got any kind of thoughts on, on the word respect and how they felt disrespected? Well, I, I can chime in here. So it, I think it's a fine line between uh, demanding a certain level of respect in, in, order to, in, in order to get your company or the public or whatever to, to consider you as something better than just dressing in a, in a porta potty, you know? And oh wait, no, this person actually, or this, this, this is an actual performer. This is actually, you know, somebody that that, like you said, Robert, it's not just getting a beer for for payment, you know, and and as an artist, you're getting respect, and then also being, you know, that that fine line, be, you don't want to appear like a uh, a prima donna type of thing, and you know, you want to appear humble, but yet get the respect of it. It's a dance that we all do, right? I think, again, from my perspective, it's just people don't understand, right? And, and you can't fault people for not knowing. So you have to educate them about your profession and what you're doing. And then the respect piece, you know, a lot of that is earned respect. I mean, you know, all of you on this ding, call. Ding, ding, ding. 
you know, earned it because it's about trust, right? And it's about empathy. And, and, you know, if you conduct yourself in a team first manner and not in an adversarial manner, you will earn the, the respect and the trust. And then you have people having your back, you know, I mean, you know, yes, yeah, I would support Scott and other performers I've had over the years and making sure they're not changing in a bathroom and, you know, that's not acceptable. And, um, and seeing it both ways. And Scott and I had a lot of, you know, conversations about, well, I should get this or we should get this or we shouldn't do things that way. And sometimes he was right. And sometimes, you know, you got to give a little more perspective on, well, here's the reason why here, here's understanding. But you know, again, I think a lot of that, you know, is about trust um, and, and earning that respect. And, and I know, I know all of you, um, you know, held were in very high esteem later in your career, maybe early on you had to, it took some time to earn it, but I mean, I know how people feel about you all um, and the level that you're at. And so, um, and that's because over time you did, you earned the respect, you earned the trust um, that you, you knew that there was a bigger brand at play, even though sometimes everybody gets really myopic into their own little world of, Hey, we got to make this funny. It's gotta be a joke. It's about me. It's about me. And it's really not about you. You're part of a bigger, a bigger thing, right? And understanding that, and, and and showing that you understand that, and then that, then then that's when the trust and respect, and, and I think that helps along the way. I do want to tell one quick story, just because Robert's on. Uh, birthday parties were always some of the best nights, you know, for us, right? It's so much fun having all these great mascots in. But there was always this dynamic of, hey, we got to one up each other now that we're all around each other. And by the way, I'm not in my home arena, so maybe I'm not as accountable to my boss as I w always would be. So that was always like, oh, boy, I sure hope we got the right group in. And uh, and this is, speaks to the passion and being in character. And it's just a funny story. I wasn't not mad about it at all. But we had some skit and and, and Robert was out there or Bear was out there and uh I don't even remember what it was, if it was dodgeball or something, but something happened where Bear ended up, quote unquote, knocked out on the court, laying down. And all right, buzzer goes off, timeout. All right, everybody, it's clear the court, it's clear the court. And this is way young in my, this is when I was still stage managing, as even before I was calling games. And Bear would not get up. Okay, haha, that's pretty funny. All right, Bear, get up. Bear, get up. Would not get up. Literally had to drag him off the court sliding across the court to get him off the court it was actually extremely funny and commitment to the character and it was awesome but anyway i just wanted to share that story i don't i doubt you even remember it robert but it's pretty freaking funny um going off of matt what matt so is it think, was it bear is in john abzi or is in clutch bear. oh i'm sorry sorry clutch <laughs> oh, so it was uh, I that was. Yeah, yeah. No, it was you. It was hundred. It was you. It was clutch. I'm sorry. And the other mascots had to drag me off. No, I think I drug you off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we 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 didn't get a technical or anything, did we? <laughs> no, no, I dr I drugged you off. I drug you off very fast, so we I, I, I kept us both out of trouble. So. You owe us thousand dollars for the fine we had to pay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> make it out to Matt Biggers and Scott Hesse. Oh, no, I, I love when you guys were there. It was so much fun. You know, um, going off what Matt said, like um, our boss, mine and Matt's boss back then, um, he used a common phrase, and it stick, sticks with me today. He said, relationships determine results. Right, Matt? Isn't that what he said? I, tell you, I use that all the time. Use it all the time. It stuck with me. And, you know, I think a lot of us mascots, we kind of, uh, we kind of know that, you know, it's easy 
to get a stigma to your name, uh, a bad one, it's really hard to erase that stigma. And, you know, <laughs> maybe early on in our careers, you know, we, we kind of caught a name and it's taken the rest of my career to, to get rid of some of that stigma that came with that, uh, whether that be, you know, with the league or with, you know, my fans, whatever. Um, but I do believe, you know, like that respect level is truly earned and not given, and it should be, um, that as things went on, I think many of us have proven ourselves, certainly as performers, but also as, as business people, as, um, as just someone who cares about the brand, we are, as, as ambassadors, that later on, we're still, we might still be fighting that stigma that we earned a long time ago, but we, we were given a lot more, you know, a lot more uh, power, I guess you could say, and respect, um, I guess respect and power come hand in hand. Um, but I think, I think we did earn that, you know, a lot, I think we all did at some point um, and to a significant degree, some of us, but I do think that was, you know, it's not, you, you shouldn't be given that you shouldn't just be handed over, you know, all this trust and, and, you know, by doing well and showing that you care and showing up to meetings and being on time and blah, blah, blah. Those things are what allowed some of us to succeed for so long in this weird career. Scott, I think one of the things that you just said really resonates with me uh, about, you know, it's, it's hard to build uh, that reputation, but it's easy to <laughs> erase it with one bad thing. I, I think that that's not just, you know, unique to mascotting you know when you say somebody mentioned earlier on the call uh it might have been you when you say um god what's her name the girl that lip-synced on uh saturday night live and the track went off simpson. or no whatever yeah, uh, ashley, yeah. Simpson. ashley simpson when when you say that name that's the first thing you think of so, you know, it's kind of not unique to just mascots. It's performers in general, right? For every hundred good things you do, you do one bad thing. The crowd loves to see remember the bad thing. The bigger you are, the harder that you, you fall. And they're, they're looking for this gotcha culture. Um, you know, I did one skit that I tried to mimic after Ray with the, the pooping skit with the brown beanbags and couldn't ride a horse like he did it and did it out of my inflatable instead. And that was deemed terrible. And I never lived that down. <laughs> that was referenced 10 years after the fact. And it was like, well, what about the other, you know, 500 skits that we've done that have been great. Um, the only other thing that I would add is it, it's great having Matt on the call and his perspective. And it's nice that you guys um, had that experience together. However, a lot of teams don't have that, have that. And it is about uh, building relationships. I had 11 bosses in 21 years, 11. The turnover rate at the Rockets was egregious. So maybe that's it can your be frustrating. Yeah, that's right. They all left because of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it can be, you know, tiresome and frustrating to quote unquote, retrain a new boss and reestablish uh, trust and your intentions. Um, and you know, if you got a long thing going, that's awesome. Uh, but you know, a lot of times the turnover rate in pro sports is high. People get sick of the low pay or they get better offers or they did it as a resume builder or they have their own conflicts. And next thing you know, you're answering into a new boss and getting used to a new style. Uh, and, and that can be 
frustrating and challenging because something that was okay for years, you know, for two, three years under your last boss, all of a sudden is not. And I want to, I want to add to that real quick, it, uh, not to cut you off. Are you done? No, the last no. thing I'll say, Kenny is I always viewed, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to my bosses. And one of my former bosses is one of my best friends and has been a groomsman in, in, in my wedding. And he would say it to you. He was like, I don't really think of myself as Robert's boss. I felt like I was his sounding board and helped, you know, him, as a, something to bounce ideas off of and steer him in a direction and help him think about things in a different way. I always felt like I had 18,000 bosses and they provided me immediate feedback. They micromanaged the hell out of me. They were called <laughs> That's the a fans. good way to look at it. That's how I always looked at it. I was accountable to them first, not the owner, not my boss and nobody else. And anything that got in the way between the relationship of the fans as a collective and me was static. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. That, that's all, man, mic drop right there. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got Drake on here as well. Drake, you want to uh, jump in? I do want to tell one story. And you know what? Rob, one of our hosts, just popped in from <laughs> what that we talked about at the beginning there. Why call has joined us. Uh, just about as we're about to wrap up here. So I do want to talk to him real quick as well. Perfect timing. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, good, man. Tell your story. Okay. So when Robert, when you say, you know, the stuff sticks with you, Scott, you say stuff sticks with you. Okay. I have a deal where we had a, a management change. Okay. I was given a directive in, in a very kind of, um, it, you know, we don't get it. We're not supposed to get into politics. We're not supposed to get into religion. We're not supposed to, you know, promote uh, even, you know, other brands and, you know, all that stuff. Well, uh, there, was a, there was a political thing that I was given permission to do. And under these parameters, I never ended up doing that appearance. Um, but a couple of years later, management had changed. Same appearance came up, same, I, 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 I'm like, okay, well, hey, I'll go do this. Same parameters. I've already been given permission for this. I know where the company stands on this. I go do this appearance and it ended up almost costing me my job. And then, <clears throat> and then uh, I see <laughs> something comes out. It's on, it's on uh, YouTube. You can see these, it, 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 something some piece that was done on, on my character um, was precluded with, well, when he's not doing political things or getting in trouble for this or that, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> stuck with me. It stuck with me. Now this character is known for being political. It's not bad at all. Come on. So anyways, um, Rob, There I am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Ken. Hello, everyone. Rob Wycall, ladies and gentlemen, former Coyote for the Spurs. So, yeah, you know, Scott up there, former, what, stuff, Hooper? Yes, yes. Yep, yep, Robert, yes. former Clutch, <laughs> if, if everybody <laughs> – I, I can say all this because you guys are, you know, retired, but – 
Okay. I'm about we're, we're about to wrap this up, but Rob, wait, wait, give, you're not retired, Ken? Uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he retired like two years ago. He's just still working. <laughs> they were getting paid, but <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah. Are you, can, we, can we tell who you are on Monday? No, 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 not, I, we're, I, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was telling me about, see how I, see how I just changed that. Rob was telling me about a thing the other day where he actually spoke in costume and I love these stories. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, this is back in my Washington, D.C. days. Uh, I was slap shot for the NHL. And um, so it's a hockey crowd and it's Washington, D.C. But drunk college guys, I'm walking on the concourse and a guy and it had, you know, the costume had this big old beak um, and you look through that, you know, the mouth, the beak. So some guy comes up and thinks it's funny to just basically like left, right, left, like just start hitting the head. So, you know, with no peripheral, I'm like, boom, boom. It's just like, what the? Um, and I grab the guy <laughs> just to stop the motion. I grab him and I pull his head into the beak. So I'm eye to eye to this guy. And I say, there is a grown man in this costume and I am about, I forget exactly what I told him, but I am about to tear you apart if you don't get away from me right now and threw him <laughs> away. Something basically like that. Like I am about to whoop your ass. And he steps back and all his buddies, he just says, he talks. <laughs> and that was it. And they walked off and I was, shrugged it off and went back to being slap shot. But I just find it, you know, there's those moments when you just sort of lose it. And fortunately, uh, you know, social media was not around when I lost it. Those in those moments sometimes. So angry. I know. So angry. So angry. Scott. But you know, it's so funny. Cause you also, there's those moments when I, I, uh, I remember like, I'm not angry, but the costume, it came across as I was angry, right? So uh, a funny story to that is when I got ejected from this, a game, I was just doing a bit, but the ref thought, oh, this dude's pissed off. He's really mad and said, get him out of here because he thought I was really mad and I was instigating a fight. But it was just me doing a bit of pretending like I'm mad. Like, let me add them. Let me get them. When you take your eyes off, it all things, everything gets real. That's right. Ask Robert. <laughs> he knows. Um, yeah, when he take when Coyote had his eyes off, that meant business. <laughs> You're gonna get the business end of these eyes. And but business yeah, is bad. <laughs> business is bad. You dreaded any birthday party that you saw. I dreaded anything with you, Robert. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but I have found, you know, it's so interesting how that happens, right? Like, there's times when I was angry and got away with it, right? Or no one never knew. Um, there were times when I was angry and people knew. And then there was times when I wasn't angry and people thought I was angry. It's just the the nature of being in a costume and then not speaking. 
But I always found it funny too, though, that like when I would be angry in a costume on a court because of something, I would shrug it off and keep moving as Coyote. But it was like my assistant would know immediately. Like, oh, you know, or the game director would be like, oh, damn, he's mad. Yeah, because the music didn't hit right or whatever. And you could see it like they would know and just my demeanor of my body at a distance of like, you know, drop shoulders or whatever it was. But yeah, as soon as you lose character, people can tell. Your bosses were scared of you. You weren't scared of them. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That's an accurate statement, Robert. I'll, I'll tell you one time when management was like, oh, yeah keep doing that 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 was funny and and you know losing so i would go out and uh you know throw half court shots and everything and miss and you know you're not trying to miss all the time you missed right i yeah. understand yeah <laughs> continue with your story ken yes and so uh after not making it for a couple times one time i was like a couple games and i'm like okay that's an i'm 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 not in the mood for this i need to make this shot and so after not making it, I just stormed off the court. And as I was walking by people, I was grabbing popcorn, smacking it out of people's hands. Um, I walked up, I threw down a, uh, um, a, a, a stanchion, um, a barrier. I uh, kicked over a chair and just <laughs> walked on out. After the game, boss is in there. I'm like, oh man, here it comes. And he's like, dude, that was the funniest thing. You have to do that all the time. All the time. I was dying up there, man. That was brilliant. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. I'll, yeah, I'll keep doing that then. <laughs> so, one time, yeah, it all worked out. Uh, Drake, do you have anything else to say? You never, you never said anything. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I was just going to say, man, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. I've grown up around all of you. Uh, going to mascot birthdays and they've been some of my favorite memories. You guys have been such an inspiration. I start, you know, uh, I'm going to be stepping into the NBA this next week. I'm super nervous. I feel like there's a lot of of pressure on us just because I've been around it for so long and, but I'm very excited and you guys have all, I mean, those are some, I'm always going to remember that stuff, traveling to those birthday parties and uh, anyways, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot from you guys. I think I mean you guys are some of the funniest people in the world that, to me, and <laughs> I love it. Greg, so. what what court will you be stepping onto? <laughs> well, <laughs> to uh, be determined. Okay, okay. <laughs> An NBA court. <laughs> An NBA court. We'll say that. <laughs> Not a pickleball court. Yes. Uh, I couldn't get off mute. Uh, that was going to be my big pickleball. Damn it. <laughs> Well, you guys, hey, I appreciate it. Love you guys. Uh, spread the word. We'll be doing this uh, weekly. I hope to do this weekly. We'll come up with different subjects and everything. Um, reach out to me if you have a subject. Uh, I know that a couple of you already have here, and I appreciate that. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, everybody. See you. Later. If I do it once, I do it again. Storm me.